What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here with Mr. Eric Barber joining us to discuss the topic of still hunting. And uh, that doesn't mean as in, are you still hunting or not? It actually is a form of hunting in which involves you being very still, relatively yes. motionless. It is painfully slow at times for people like myself who are a bit hyperactive, but it's a pretty legit tactic. Very legit, Jim. Mark, break it down for those not yet familiar. Well, I'd say the name itself in some ways is counterintuitive, right? And when you hear the word still, you think standing still, but then you add yeah, like hunting you on, which is like kind of a verb slash is a verb. And so you combine them. <laughs> it implies and you get, movement. It implies movement. So you get, you get still yeah. hunting, which is essentially, I'd say, a very slow, methodical, careful creeping through uh i'd say the forest you know it's generally in more like you know timbered areas yeah uh where you are literally possibly even taking one step at a time and surveying your surroundings i'd say visually first and mm-hmm. then oftentimes with optics well it really helps nicely muckenhern and i actually were just doing this yesterday yeah and uh we went out to some way public to start land. the new year by the way it was a great way uh, we went out to some public land and it was very thick, but there was a trail that went through it. And what we did was we went up and down the trail about two times, and we found, uh, it, luckily, it had just snowed, which makes things really nice, right, right. for tracking gear and seeing trail mm-hmm. or tracks and stuff like that. Um, we found the freshest set of tracks that we could find going down into this really steep sort of ravine or almost like a Wisconsin's version of a canyon, I guess. And then it all went down to, towards some uh, ag field, and... We spotted the freshest tracks that we could find. They had definitely come from that day. We were out in the afternoon. They had, they'd probably been uh, going by in the morning, headed down towards the ag fields and down into all this thick timber. So we sort of took that and then just walked down. And, yeah, like you said, just very slowly. I mean, like, a couple of steps as though you're trying to, like, as a kid, sneak up on your older brother, you know, where yep. every movement is... It's actually, I found, to be quite a good core workout because there are oh. times where you're, like, yep. balancing on yep. one foot and then waiting to just try and find the best place to put down the next foot. And then you take a few steps, mm-hmm. you stand, and you just stare, and you look around for a bit. And you do that until you get to wherever it is that you intend to go. You know, we looked on the Onyx maps and we wanted to get down close to the ag fields. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty interesting what ensued because mm-hmm. we made our way. It took us. Oh, I don't know. We probably went a total of total. We probably went about a hundred yards, and that took us about forty-five minutes. Uh, yeah, or so, maybe even an hour. Yeah, and when we got there, it's kind of this funny feeling you get because when you start out, you feel as though you're this outsider entering into the woods. Yep. Right. And after a while, you've been in the woods so long, and you've been moving so slowly and so, you know, just methodically that, that you then eventually start to feel as though you're part mm-hmm. of the woods, you know? So, right. like, where you came in, perhaps deer will have already sort of, or, or like the woods will have closed in on that. You, you've sort of disconnected your ties to the outside world. Yep. You the kind initial of feel like, disturbance is yep. over. Exactly, exactly. Now you're just there. And that was particularly evident when Ryan and I were standing and, and we got down to the point where we kind of we kind of liked where we were to possibly set up for a, a little bit longer and not be necessarily moving so much. And I heard some leaves crunching 
behind me at like, you know, seven o'clock or so. And I, I turned, uh, I turned around and there is a doe just 40 yards away, just flicking her tail, walking around right up a hill. It worked. It worked. I mean, she literally had no idea that we were there and we weren't even hiding behind anything. We were just out in the, I mean, in the open, which there you're never in the open because there's trees everywhere. But like we weren't actively trying to hide. We were both just standing straight up looking around. Ryan's grabbing his binoculars. We're like motion is happening. Yeah. She had no idea. Is she in the freezer now? No. So that, yeah, that was, uh, I did pull my gun up and Mm -hmm. I did briefly in the scope see her rump, but I never got a good shot. Uh, at the uh, at the kill zone. Now I know, in uh, in Wisconsin, you know, if I'd seen any brown, I'd have been <laughs> ripping that trigger. It's an but, exaggeration, uh, Jim. Uh, that is that is. Paint but, people in a negative light. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, didn't end up. And then and then magically, like a ghost, she actually walked behind one tree and then was gone. Just yeah. gone. Ryan and yep. I stared up there for about twenty five minutes, and she never yep. came out. Yep. But. Completely unalarmed, though. It was yeah. pretty amazing. And we walked by about 12 deer beds. Yeah. It was wild. Yep. That, it is, I think still hunting is one of the more overlooked tactics. I would agree with that. And also, we best, talk, what, what's that? I was going to say, we talk a lot about spot and stock. Yeah. We talk a lot about, you know, jumping in a tree stand, and we just don't talk a lot about still hunting. And, like you said, it's overlooked. And, it, and to bring it back to spot and stock, like if you've ever been on a spot and stock hunt, a still hunt is that last 30 yards of your final stock right. for the entire hunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's you a know, really good way to describe every it. Every step it, is, you know, you know, you're articulating it perfectly. You're not trying to step on a branch. and It's yeah. kind of like spot and stock minus the spot. Yeah, exactly. You're just stalking like we were off of a trail. Yep. You know, so or off of a off of some tracks. Yep. So it was like, well, we think something's probably up here because these tracks indicate yep. there is, but you know, it could be. And there was a time too where another time Ryan was walking along, picked up two does. Yep. Ten yards yeah. from him. Right. There's two things that I would say, and then I'm gonna kick it over to you. I think you're gonna say exactly what I'm gonna say. But I think still hunting is is one of the things that you need to it's condition dependent. So if you have really wet weather, yep. you know, it's a great time to move through the woods because you can do it quietly. The leaves are really soft. But if it is cr- so, uh, crisp and crunchy, one of the best things to do, I think, is to throw a turkey call in and just go through yep. real quiet. You got to embrace. You're gonna make noise. There's no way to get around it. And oh, if you're going, pretend you're a if turkey. You're, yeah. And so, if you're going slow enough. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna, you know, essentially emulate that natural pattern if, of human footsteps. And, and and if you do, like, break it up by, you know, raking the leaves with your feet, go yep. like a turkey. You know, embrace the noise. So, yep. what would you add to that? No, I was gonna say exactly. Condition de- dependent, and Jim, you touched on it, right? You had a soft, fresh blanket of wet snow, wet leaves, and it was perfect, you know, mm-hmm. conditions to slip through the woods there. Yeah. Um, we used to do a fair amount of still hunting, hunting blacktails, western Washington, and actually, yeah. that's when I was back there again this past fall. That's I killed that buck still hunting in the timber. Yep. Did you? Shot him. Yeah. Yeah, I found... And it was like we were having a, uh, it was going to be pretty much, you know, Cold and clear and crisp most of the hunt. And yeah. there was this one day where we were going to get this window of rain, and it was like this microburst storm. Rain was coming down in sheets. Yep. Uh, the wind was rocking, and we're like, yep, we're going to dip into the timber. So my yeah. dad and my brother went up, and I dipped down in, and I was probably only 
I'd probably gone like 200 yards. Yep. And uh, I looked over. Which took you probably. Which took me a while. And I, I, yeah. I, looked, I was looking up the hill, and all of a sudden I just scanned to my right, and here's this buck just yep. walking by. He was and just isn't doing, that how it happens 90% of the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was just doing his buck thing, and yep. I, I turned, dropped to a knee, and he cleared a gap in the trees, and I shot him. That's you the part. Are. That's the part that just baffles me. Like you have, you have at that point become part of the forest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're no longer an outside outsider. It's you're, real, you're in it. It's really fun. And I and I, I from a tactic standpoint, I can't overemphasize the use of your binoculars while you're yeah. doing that and stopping too. Just because you know uh, what looks like just a wall of trees, you throw your binos up and you can see into it and well beyond even if it. it's only 30 yards even away if it's you know yeah. that magnification isn't they only could for be, they could be bedded down because they haven't been kicked up you know it's not like a drive where you're trying to mm-hmm. stir them up they, yeah they could just be chilling there yep exactly you know um, and eric brought up a really good point with the turkey call or depending on on where you're at possibly yeah. a, a different animal noise i know yeah. i've been uh hunting elk before and, and they hear you and, and they hear you yep. and blow or excuse me I was hunting elk, but I jumped a bunch of deer that were, I knew there was elk beyond the deer. Yeah. And the deer got up and started to run, and I cow called at them, and those deer immediately calmed down and yeah. just started walking, and they ended yep. up not blowing the elk oh, out. interesting. Yep. Uh, again, getting back to the deer and just a different sound, my dad and I were still hunting in Alder Bottom in western Washington and uh, going super quiet. There yep. was this old, just mossy cat road in the bottom, sword ferns everywhere while I stepped on a, sni- a stick. You know, pop. And mm-hmm. I took my grunt call out, and I gave three soft grunts on it. Yeah. I took two more steps. I turned around to check my back trail, and there was a buck standing 20 yep. yards right behind me. Oh. And I pulled up, and I shot him. Dude. I, had wa- I, I must have walked right by him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're over the, the time. Uh, no, we're good right now. But the last thing I'll throw out there, we just went at 10 minutes. But the last thing I'll throw out is uh, Ryan and I discussed this a little bit yesterday. Amber polarized sunglasses. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's something about them during in midday until it gets until it gets to like the later times or the really earlier times where you don't have a ton of light. But in midday, when it is decently bright out and the sun's out, yep. amber polarized sunglasses and thick timber somehow makes it like 3D. Things you can yeah. see things so much better with those things on. Is that a snow related thing or an all time related thing? I prefer it all the time. Okay, because. Lots of things have glare on them, and that's what polarized sunglasses are designed to reduce okay. and whatnot. And the amber color, something about it, makes everything look 3D. And when I take them off, all of a sudden, I just get lost in all of it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it is about it. I'd be curious if anybody really knows their stuff about sunglasses and polarization and all that stuff. But amber polarized sunglasses, I really like yep. wearing those when I'm out there doing mm-hmm. this. Um, cool. Ten hold, minutes. Hold or on. a little bit more. I got one more thing. <sighs> okay. Don't you're obviously using your sight senses, but you're going so slow. Do not forget to use your hearing and yep. also your smell because you're going at such a pace that you can pick those things up yep. and it just might make the difference. That yep. was a worthwhile twenty seconds to add on, Mark. I appreciate yep. that. Thank you, Jim. Well done. I my, I take back my sigh. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.